Otherwise, with Nancy Richards. Thanks, Asanda. Thanks very much. Well, otherwise it is with me, Nancy Richards. We're talking women. And what we're talking about today is food, food, more food all the way. It's, it was Wednesday and it's our help desk because it's International Family Day. We thought the question is really how do you feed your family so that they all stay well and healthy? How do you get them the best optimum nutrition, I think the expression is. Well, to give us an idea, oh, and thank you, team, that's Hegel, Mercosini and Albert Clarkson are going to help me do it. And also helping me do it to give us an idea of how best we could be doing this all the way from infanthood right through to the elderly and perhaps where we may be going wrong. We're going to be talking to a healthcare practitioner who works both in a hospital and privately. She's also a dietitian. She's Michloti Florence Nkuna. She's from Guiani and Limpopo. And here in Cape Town, we have Beatrice Rabkin. She's a nutritional therapist who has a thing or two to say, having uh, seen the, ref- the effects of um, the way people, when they're ill, how things uh, do or don't work out for them according to what they're eating. So that's what we've got lined up, and I hope you would like to join us if you've got questions or just listen if you, uh, if you would prefer to. But if you would like to share, the number is 0892102010, 0892102010. Equally, if you've got thoughts that you'd like to share, that's, uh, that would be most welcome. What's news? Well, we're going to stay with the subject, I think. Well, I did a little bit of Googling and saw all sorts of things. Six steps I found on one particular site, which were very interesting. I'm not going to read them in detail, but step one, research nutrition and diet information. They say that the food pyramid is a good place to start in order to familiarize, familiarize yourself with basic nutritional information. It sounds like pretty sound well, advice to me. Um, Beatrice, hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> step two is individualized diet plans, because each and every member of your family is going to have different requirements, which makes being in the kitchen a bit of a nightmare. Uh, step three is plan ahead. Have a menu plan that will limit unhealthy foods, and that sounded like a good one. Plan it. Don't just do whatever comes your way because it might just not be the right choice or the best choice. Uh, step four, maintain discipline at grocery stores and restaurants. If you make a grocery list, stick to it rather than getting waylaid with other things that, oh, that looks like it could be fun. Step five, practice consistency and set a good example for your children because children tend to practice what they see. And if they see another family member eating a wide variety of healthy stuff, they might assume that it's normal and hopefully go the same route. Uh, And step six, they say, prepare foods at home as frequently as possible. Cook recipes with fresh ingredients and minimal processed food products. Well, there's a whole lot more. And as you know, only too well, there's a whole lot on the Internet to tell you about how to eat and uh, how to feed your family. So. That's what we've got lined up. That's what we're going to look at. 0892102010 if you have questions. So you're listening to Otherwise. Stay with us. Otherwise with Nancy Richards. Otherwise it is. And uh, with me in the studio I have Beatrice Rabkin who is a nutritional therapist. And we're going to find out exactly what that means in just a minute. But we're going to start with Michloti Florence Nkuna. She's a dietitian. And uh, she works in a hospital, also in private practice, and I think that she sees the effects of how people eat and, and what it, what it, it, how it's impacting on their health. Got her on the line. Hi, Michlotti. Hi, Nancy. Lovely to have you with us. Thank you. I think one of the things you've observed, if I'm not mistaken, is how our diet has changed over the years, for better, for worse. Tell us what you think. Okay, Nancy. Thank you very much. It's an honor for me. To have an interview with you, I've always been your friend. Mm, thank you. <laughs> anyway, we, the saying that says you are what you eat, it's always true. Whether you will lead a healthy life or you will, you will lead an unhealthy life depends on what you eat. Mm. 
eating well is everyone's business. If we take it like that, then that will lead us to a to healthy eating pattern and every family business as well. And women, we know, are at the center of preparing and saving food to the family. The most important thing now is to go back to the basics, mm. where food was produced and processed by households themselves. The eating pattern of South Africans, both rural and urban, has changed drastically in recent years. With more consumption of processed foods, less fiber, more saturated fat, more salt, less plant protein, less fruit and vegetables, excessive alcohol consumption. And this all has increased risk factors for obesity. We also see obesity in children a lot. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, hypertension, high cholesterol, which was something that was unseen previously, but now everyone is concerned about their cholesterol level. Uh, diabetes, and also some of the gastrointestinal uh, conditions that are, are caused by eating less fiber. So the emphasis now, how do we really do something to correct these practices? Firstly, we have to start with a healthy breakfast. This makes the whole family, uh, wherever they are, to start a day being alert and energetic. Then they will face a, a day uh, positively, be productive wherever they are. Because skipping breakfast means your body will start to crave for something sweet and you end up sneaking on unhealthy food. Make sure you have fiber-rich food in your breakfast. And breakfast doesn't have to be something sophisticated because when we say breakfast, what comes to most people's mind is something that will be too sophisticated. I cannot afford it. Mm. It can be a, a high-fiber high cereal with milk, and then you also have a, a fresh fruit, then your fiber will be fine. Or... Can be bread and peanut butter sandwich and fruit, which is quite affordable, or it could be leftover food from the supper. Hmm. So it really doesn't need to be sophisticated. Everyone can manage to have breakfast because that is the most important meal of the day to start a day in a positive way. Yeah. And most yeah. people go wherever to work, to school without breakfast, and that is where our problem starts because mm-hmm. we go for all the unhealthy uh, snacks, snack uh, on something sweet so that you, because you feel that you need something but you haven't prepared anything. And then we have uh, our guidelines, these guidelines which have been developed, developed to address all the problems that we have mentioned. Uh, like we need to have a variety of food stuff because no single uh, food can be eaten and provide all the necessary nutrients. So it's good to a variety, to have variety both in color and uh, consistency. Starch should be a, a, a should form part of most of our meals. Uh, in, in, in most cases, people will say, 
I don't take starch because starch will make me fat. Mm. But then it's not starch that makes you fat. It will be made the fat that is in the food that will make you more fat than the starch. So starch is filling, it's a relatively cheap, and it supplies most of the energy. And our starch should be high in fiber. Then fish, chicken, lean meat, or eggs could be eaten daily. That will provide us with all the necessary protein that we need. We must have milk uh, or any other dairy product every day. We know that uh, calcium is very important for our health, for our bones, for our heart, and that is something that is mostly neglected. So it's good to have milk in one form or another, or calcium-rich food, because even from some of our vegetables, we can get the calcium that we need. We can also get calcium from, uh, like, canned, canned fish. Uh, you must eat plenty of vegetables and fruits every day. So it's not just like only fruits, but you must, we say, at least five a day. So that doesn't mean that you have to go out for all the expensive fruits in the market because what can be supplied by the, by the fruit, also vegetables can supply such. So if it's vegetables that, that are in abundance, like in our area where you can get a lot of uh, people who have got their own gardens, you find people have got their uh, fruit trees, so those can be used and to uh, improve our nutritional status. Uh, our beans, which is something that I've also indicated that we are using less plant protein. Our beans, peas, lentils, and soya should also be eaten regularly so that it supplies the it, it complement the protein that you also get from the animal products. Salt is one of our very, very uh, big problems because most of the processed foods that we eat is very high in salt. Mm. And in the long run, it increases the hypertension that we talked about. So we should use salt and food high in salt very sparingly. Fat is also our problem. We should use fat very sparingly, and fat is also for mainly from the processed food and also from our fatty meats. So we should choose vegetable oils uh, rather than the hard fats or use uh, those margarines that are, are light and also get a good fat from our avocados, some of the nuts, find it, uh, the good fat. So those are the fat that we should focus on. Sugar and food that are high in sugar should also be used sparingly uh, because we know that you get too much energy from, uh, this, from uh, sugar and that energy, once fed, will also contribute to obesity. Most importantly, you must drink a lot of clean, safe water. Uh, I cannot overemphasize the use of water. And most of us, we, we will think at the end of the day that I haven't had water. 
you had all the other other drinks but not water. So it's very important to drink water, which will assist a lot in our in, in our system. And uh, finally, from the from the guidelines, you know you have to be active. Physical activity is very important to go hand in hand with a good nutrition because it doesn't help if you, you can be eating healthy but not exercising. So exercise is part of a healthy lifestyle and to go hand in hand with good nutrition. Gosh, Mshloshi, I feel as if I had a free consultation. I feel better <laughs> just for listening to what you've had to say because mm. so much wisdom there. You know, the three things that have popped out that you've referred to is processed, um, you know, what that's the big problem, and mm. affordability you mentioned. And I suppose with processed is the convenience. And just going back to where you began, which is, you know, we're not eating like we used to and like we mm. used to is much better than how it is. So when people come to you, you know, a lot of people are working, a lot of people are not working. And if they're not working, they're not going to be able to afford necessarily the foods that you would like to see them eat. Mm-hmm. They're going to go for convenience foods. When people come to you, I mean, let's stay with mothers, in, in, you know, because this was the thinking behind this program. Mm-hmm. What do they say? Is it, is, it, is it because I can't afford to eat the right things or is it because it's so much easier to go to the shop because they've got X, Y, Z that's going to be feed my children quickly? What, what do you perceive as being the problems? Uh, in most cases, it's more more of ignorance that you can make something out of a cooking rather than going to buy the processed foods and things. So generally, as you, you said, you rightly said that some will not afford some of the things that we are talking about. So in in a dietetic practice, you you don't impose. Firstly, you'll have to find out what the, uh, the mother can afford. Then you'll, you'll make a kind of a, a, a diet history to find out what is it that they're affording. And in most cases, you'll find that you can do something out of what they were buying, which was costly, and then they can get cheaper, nutritious foods rather than uh, buy all the processed foods, all the ready-made foods, all the... Uh, fast food. So it's good to make a, an individualized a, a dietary a assessment yeah, so yeah. that you come out with something that is practical. Because if you impose and say, okay, in the morning you should uh, eat this kind of uh, cereal, have this fruit, have that, then there won't be any compliance. But if you find out first, what she can afford, and then uh, work accordingly. Work out on it, and then she, she she goes out with a meal plan that is well prepared, that is affordable, that she can really comply. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. You know, work with with your budget, not against it. Um, just one, we're going to take a quick break, but before we do, Mithoti, one of the other things that you mentioned, which I thought was interesting. A lot of people say, "No, no, I don't eat starch; it's going to make me fat." And you say it's not the starch that's going to make them fat, it's the fat that's going to make them fat, or the sugar that's going to make them fat. What sort of starches should one be eating that are not going to make you fat but are going to be high in fiber? You can have your whole wheat bread, 
the brown rices, the mealy meal. If we use mealy meal, we know there's the dairy refined mealy meal, but then there's also the the one that has got fiber, the coarse mealy meal. They rather go for the coarse one. So all other starches, like even our macaroni, spaghetti, and things, does have the high fiber, high fiber one. So it's it's not that let's all go out and have only the brown. Okay, like the cereals, the cereals rather go more for the for the high fiber ones. Our oats, our mabela, that is coarse. Uh, our dry high high fiber cereals. So all those that are, are high in fiber, yeah. that fiber will be more filling. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose that brings us back to sort of reading labels and looking at, you know, what it says on the label, if indeed you can find some things that are not labeled and there are all sorts of things that they don't tell you. Yeah, We're to- look, talking to uh, a very, um, Miklotti Florence Nkuna, she's from Limpopo, she's a dietitian. Uh, Miklotti, do stay with us. We're going to be back in just a minute to listen to Otherwise. South Africa's already constrained power system is put under severe strain as the cold weather sets in. Please switch off your geysers, pool pumps, and non-essential appliances during the evening peak period. Minimize the use of electric heaters, especially during the peak period between 5 p.m. and 9 p.m. by dressing warmly, using gas heaters, hot water bottles, and blankets. So keep warm while using less electricity and help us beat the peak to keep South Africa powered up. ESCOM. Powering your world. Join me, Debbie Edelstein, at the 8th We Are The Leaders We've Been Waiting For Women's Leadership Conference on the 22nd and 23rd of May. Each year, the Women's Leadership Conference asks powerful leaders to share their leadership secrets with women who want to fast-track their path from good managers to great leaders. For more information on the Women's Leadership Conference, call Lizzie on 011-880-9749 or visit qualitylife.coza. Because when women connect... The world changes. And here on Otherwise, in case, I, in case you haven't heard me mention it before, and I have a number of times, Otherwise we'll be at those Women's Leadership uh, Conference and really fascinating stuff it is, so do join us there if you can. We can get to meet you live and in the flesh. We're talking food and how to keep your family fed so that they are well and healthy in the best possible way on this International Family Day. I've been listening to what Mitlotti had to say. Well, we have in the studio a nutritional therapist. She's Beatrice Rabkin. Um, hi, Beatrice. Hello. Nice to have you with us. Just explain to me, nutritional therapist, are you coming from a sort of a a therapeutic background? Just explain what that means. Um, Basically, what we do, which is sort of slightly different from a dietitian, is that we look more at uh, micronutrients. In other words, the very small nutrients which are required to keep us healthy. On the whole, people sort of look at at carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. We look under that and find the the micronutrients, the uh, zincs and vitamins that actually drive the body and allow it to be able to help uh, help to heal itself. Um, so we look at uh, pe- people's lifestyle, things that might have affected them, tra- trauma, stress, um, their, their, their um, exercise routines, all those things which actually contribute to their, um, their, their health. Because having a traumatic experience, which is one of the things that we actually quite work with quite a lot, 
um, increases your body's metabolic rate and therefore makes you require a a lot more nutrients. And very often when people are traumatized, instead of going for the healthy, more nutrient-dense foods, they go for the ones that are less nutrient-dense, in other words, refined foods. So that's a very important part we find in in the whole healing process. How do you know if you're deficient in any of those um, zinc minerals, vitamins? Um, quite often people go for various blood tests. Um, many people, for example, if you are diabetic or you've got something wrong with blood sugar levels, which and they are, there's, a, there's a state called pre-diabetes, which is known as insulin resistance, that very often indicates that you are nutrient deficient in things like magnesium and chromium and zinc, uh, various other things, uh, vanadium, things that people probably don't know what they are. But it's because those, those are the foods that are required to take the sugar out of the blood and into the cell. And that's what, uh, so, so if somebody is showing some signs of being diabetic or pre-diabetic, then you, there's very good likelihood that they are deficient in those nutrients, for example. I suppose for a lot of us, we sort of kind of assume that all those nutrients that we need, the minerals and the vitamins and the zinc, are are just going to be in the food. Sometimes you see vitamin enriched or, you know, added minerals or this sort of thing, but you you don't necessarily look for it. I mean, going back to what um, Claudia was saying, you're thinking about your proteins and your carbs and, you know, the big chaps. You don't really think about those smaller things, nor are you necessarily likely to find it written on the pack unless it's a selling point. No, you aren't. You aren't. Um, and, 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 and in fact, when they process sugar and wheat into white flour, or even most brown flours have been processed to a degree, or sugar, and, and that's all sugars. Brown sugar is no better for you than white sugar. Um, they have actually removed all the nutrients that are required, that, that have, if you look at molasses, for example, that's taken off sugar. That's, that contains all the nutrients that are actually required to process the food through your body. So as you're eating, you need nutrients to digest, break up your food, to absorb it, and to make and build body tissue. Uh, and if you, if you're only eating sugar or white bread, or mealy meal, then you don't have those nutrients with which to process it through. Isn't the body. it ironic that we are we're now processing our food so uh, so completely that we're taking all the goodies out? Um, I'm going to let you go in just a minute, but I'd just like to on that subject of all the the little stuff, the important stuff, the zinc and the minerals and the vitamins. Very often, it is processed out of food, or it is these days, but increasingly. Do you? encourage people to take supplements at all or do how do you how do you ensure that your clients are getting all those minerals and vitamins that they need uh, you are with me now yes it's, yes it's all okay uh, in fact uh, we also concentrate more not only on the macronutrients mm. micronutrients are very very important as we emphasize with uh, eating uh, all those uh, stuff which we also supply the micronutrients. And again, fortified foods is quite important. We know that we've got food that is fortified, the bread that is fortified, the millennial that is fortified, and also our iodine, in our, our iodized salt. That's quite important. We encourage our, our clients. If someone is having quite a, a, a healthy diet, 
and uh, even the, the blood test shows that there's, there's no need to, to take supplements. But a, a good a good vitamin multi vitamin supplement can, can can be used by anyone, especially because we are leading quite hectic time. But the emphasis more is more on eating correctly so that you get all the necessary nutrients. Mikloshi, thank you very much. If anybody would like to get in touch with you, um, have you got a, a website or an email or a phone number? And I'm going to ask Hazel if she won't take the details from you, because I'd just like to repeat that. I think that you've, you've given us some very sound advice, and I'm sure people would like to be in touch. So will you stay on the line, and Hazel will get those details. Uh, is it possible that I can just uh, give, you some, uh, give the listeners some tips on how to reduce the food cost? Yes. Okay. Well, in that case... Hold on, because we're going to take a quick break for the news headlines, and we'll come right back to you. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. We're talking about food and feeding the family here on Otherwise, and if you'd like to give us a call, 0892102010. Otherwise, just listen, because we've got some very sound advice coming your way. But right now, it's just after 1.30, time for the news headlines with Asanda. Thanks very much, Asanda. And it's food we're talking about here on Otherwise. Nutrition, in fact, nutrition and uh, good diet and how you can help save your family or give them a a long and healthy and happy uh, future. We're talking to Beatrice Rabkin. She's a nutritional therapist and also to Mikloti Florence and Kuna from uh, Gianni Limpopo. Um, Yes, Mikloti, you you had some tips on keeping the cost down. Some few tips. Mm, I know mm. you touched some of them. Uh, If you have to reduce food costs, you must have a shopping list and also stick to it. You should not shop on an empty stomach mm-hmm. because in that way, if your stomach is empty, you will go for all the convenient foods. Do not show, uh, buy fruits and vegetables that are in season. Obviously, they will be much cheaper than those that are not in season. Also, start a small vegetable garden at home that will go a long way. Cook vegetables for a short period. That means in that way, you retain all the necessary nutrients, including our micronutrients. Choose a variety of affordable food items. Buy in bulk only if you have adequate storage facilities, or you can also share have people that you share with, and then in that way you'll have cut some cost if you share and also share the, the, the price. Check prices per, kilo, per kilogram because in most cases you just say I want a 30 rand meat. We haven't even checked how much it is per kilogram. Not only the advertised price. And again, buy cheaper meat cuts. You don't have to buy all the uh, uh, you know the expensive meat cuts. You can buy cheaper meat cuts. For example, our stewing meat which will be less expensive. Use less fat and oil in preparing your food. That will help you a long way in reducing your food prices. Well, some very, very sound advice there. I think you should uh, write all those things down and stick them on your fridge. (laughs) 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 Certainly put them in your shopping bag. Mikloji, thank you so much. And uh, once again, I'm I'm not sure if Hazel has got your contact details, but she's going to get them just now. Thank you for your time. Take You're care. welcome. Thank Thanks you, Lucy. It was My a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you. you. Mikloti, Florence and Kuna were lots of very, very good advice, not least uh, stick to your shopping list and how many times do we just simply not do that.
You're listening to Otherwise. If you'd like to give us a call, 0892 10 2010. Maybe you've got some thoughts on what McClotty had to say or what uh, Beatrice has been saying. But Beatrice, let's, uh, let's, let's come back to you. Can I just come back to this issue of processed foods, which seems to be a real issue? Um, it's certainly something that McClotty said. How do we avoid it and how do we know that we're getting... Uh, foods that are, that are really rich in all the sort of micro, micronutrients. I mean, this thing about fortified foods, I was looking at how to feed babies, and they, again and again they say, iron fortified rice cereal, make sure it's fortified. What does that mean? Well, I actually am very dubious about fortified. Oh, okay. Because some, some scientist has decided how much nutrients must go back into the food. They've removed everything, and now somebody has decided... We'll put X amount of iron and X amount of vitamin B6 and X amount of zinc or whatever. And the body actually requires um, all the nutrients at very different levels. And naturally, if you eat a vegetable that has been grown in your garden, for example, where you know that it hasn't, it's as fresh as it can be, will probably have the right quantities of each nutrient that your body will recognize and be able to use. That's why I'm very dubious about fortified foods, and fortified foods come under processed foods. So that, uh, that is an issue. I have a, a similar feeling about too much dairy, actually, because I think we eat the, the ratio of calcium to magnesium in dairy is way too far in favor of calcium. So if you look at, if you look at what's happening, people in the States, for example, where there are more statistics than there are for, for with us, people are eating huge amounts of dairy. They're supplementing with calcium. But they're still getting osteoporosis. Nothing's changing. And it's the magnesium that they're not getting because there's not enough magnesium. And magnesium is what you find in green leafy leafy vegetables, nuts and seeds. Let let me stop you right there. The issue of dairy. And uh, Michelotti was saying that you need some dairy because you need calcium. How much? I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, the RDA thing, the recommended daily allowance, which sometimes people say is... Is way is way out. How do you know how much dairy you need? You do. Uh, it's I it's mean, really your, your toddler it's, and your aging grandmother. It's a very it's a very difficult question. Hmm. I I don't know. We I don't know if we can tell how much we need. I I just think we shouldn't go overboard. I don't think it's an essential food as long as you're eating lots of green leafy vegetables, which also contain. Um, calcium. Uh, calcium and magnesium in the right proportions. Cal's milk on the whole is is baby food, isn't it? It's what we suckle from our mothers. Do we, as grown-ups, need to suckle from our mothers? No. <laughs> so it's uh, the milk that we make for, for babies as breastfeeding mothers have the right proportions of things. Whether we need to continue, I'm not 100% convinced that we do. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have any dairy, and I think that it it certainly has a role to play. But I don't think that it's as vital a role as vegetables, for example. Maybe the question is not so much um, how much do we need, but when is too much too much? What, What is too much dairy going to do to you? 
I mean, well, it's going to. We're talking about, you know, the high incidence of cholesterol, high cholesterol. Yeah. And well, is that a guilty party? I don't think milk's a particularly a guilty party. It might be. Everything, everything that we put into our system is going to contribute to something. We can't say any one. I do not believe that there's any one thing. There's genetics. There's what you eat. There's your lifestyle. There's your stress, stress levels. All those things impact. And you can't, can never say that it's only salt or it's only this that, that causes that. It's everything. So, um, sorry, what was your question again? <laughs> well, uh, you know, what happens if you have too oh, much dairy? Oh, yes. So, one of the things that you could 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 and does happen is that people have too much calcium, and then they start getting things like kidney stones, which is a, a result of that, frozen shoulder, um, and and cramps. Cramps uh, are often caused by magnesium deficiency. So, if you've got too much calcium, you need to have the balance, and that will will actually cause a magnesium deficiency. Magnesium deficiency also results in um, constipation because magnesium is a relaxant. Calcium is, is used to contract muscles. Um, if you have um, issues with your heart and contraction, the heart, calcium contracts the muscles of the heart. Magnesium relaxes the muscles of the heart. The same with blood pr- with uh, veins and blood um, arteries, blood vessels. Magnesium relaxes. So the calcium contract is to get so a balance of calcium balance. and magnesium. And, but a calcium deficiency, you mentioned that a lot of people are getting osteoporosis. You don't want children with weak bones, no, absolutely. Teeth, that sort of thing. Absolutely. But you do still need to have the, if you, if you do have, if you have a magnesium deficiency, the calcium actually comes out of your bones to try and counteract that magnesium deficiency. And then, of course, we go on to vitamin D deficiency, which is a huge, huge problem worldwide and very big problem in South Africa. We think because we are expert, we have a lovely sunny climate, we have enough vitamin D. It is not a tr- not true. And you need vitamin D to be able to absorb calcium. What, what are we going to get vitamin D from? From the sunlight. Only from the sun? Do we not take No, it? we do take a little bit. And there's some in dairy. There's some in um, uh, the... Organs, organ meat, so like liver brain, and liver, and kidneys, mm. those things. Um, those are the main things. Uh, chicken livers, um, that's where you'll mainly get it. But we, we are now using sunblock, and we don't go out in the sun. We need to spend between, depending on the, co- the color of your skin, if you're very fair-skinned, you probably find with 15 minutes a day between the hours of 10 and 2 or 3 in the sunlight with no sunblock. And if you don't have enough vitamin D? All sorts of things, things can happen. First of all, that is one of the, one of the big problems, and it's starting to actually recur. Um, re- uh, rickets, which is uh, bone, bone issues with children. And then there's um, inflammation, which is a whole other issue. Um, it's involved with something called um, uh, seasonal affective disorder, mm. oh, SAD. Uh, SAD. You know, what I'm thinking is that there's a whole, it's like a minefield it out is there, a minefield. isn't it? And what you want to do is you want to go to the shops, you want to buy some food, and you want to feed your family nicely and have everybody be Absolutely. healthy and well. So we're going to come back to that in yes. just a minute. Okay. Um, what I'm going to do is give you Michlotti's num- uh, email address if you'd okay. like to get hold of her. It's Michlotti, that's M I H L O T I dot Nkuna, N K U N A at telcomsa.net mcloty.nkuna at telcomsa.net we will put that up on our Facebook page going to be getting some tips on um, good feeding from babyhood through to elderly in just a minute so stay with us Hi, I'm Valen Kirkie 
I'm a Shake the World Ambassador, which means that I support the eight millennium development goals set by the United Nations in 2000. Lime green, orange and dark green beads adorn my wrist because I support goal two, achieving primary education. Goal number three, promoting gender equality and empowering women. And goal seven, ensuring environmental sustainability. These are massive tasks which will need the energy of millions. My support is how I shake the world. How do you shake the world? This is SAFM. Otherwise, with Nancy Richards. It is indeed, and we're talking about feeding your family, and we're going to start at the beginning and work up to the end, I suppose. <laughs> um, let's start with the, with the baby. So, you know, I get your point about, you know, for being wary about fortified labelled foods, but what... What is the right thing to feed your baby? Well, I personally feel that the most important thing is to give them whole foods. So vegetables as much as you possibly can and some whole grains is fine, brown rice, those kind of things. I don't think that that, um, that cereals are necessarily the thing to do. You can absolutely give them a bowl of brown rice with a few vegetables for breakfast. Even when they're very tiny? I mean, not to three weeks? Well, we're breastfeeding at that stage. So I'm not looking at food until people start, until children are actually starting to to eat uh, from six months. So they would actually, for example, have a little um, stick of carrot cooked and put that into their mouth. Apparently there are studies to say that if children are given pureed food, they are actually more likely to be diabetic in old age. And very often pureed food are the sweet vegetables. So they're like pumpkin and sweet potato. But if I can just press you on okay. the cereal thing. Okay. I was trying to buy baby cereal the other day and I was confronted by a million different types and I thought, whoa, which one do I go for? I don't know. I don't look at them. Sorry, I have actually not looked at them. So I would go for the one that was least processed. As, um, but I don't, I don't think it's an essential thing. I don't think it's essential. Okay. I think that, that if you go, you could puree some brown rice. Okay, okay. And okay. add a few vegetables to it. Revolution you know, is not, um, not having, I mean, to, to give somebody something for breakfast, so it's, I absolutely agree with Mishlotti about having yesterday's supper, for example, yeah. for breakfast. They also need to have, um, which Mishlotti didn't mention, a high-protein breakfast, a breakfast that has protein in it. We have fasted. We have fasted overnight for most of us 10 hours before we eat breakfast. That means we've given our bodies no protein. We need to give them protein in some form or other, whether it's egg or a bit of some yogurt, some lentils, some beans, some kind of meat. Uh, so you that's don't have to buy sort of the fancy cereals that no, she was referring not, yeah. to. Can we just move on to the adolescents? You okay. know, the, the incredibly hungry, the snack on anything that's coming my way, high energy, uh, who are increasingly becoming obese here mm. in this country, well, and, and, and maybe also a bit picky. Mm. Very difficult. Very difficult because they have already acquired a taste for sugar and refined foods which are addictive. So it is about the family, and that's how I counsel my patients. The whole family have to do it. There cannot be sugar and refined foods just can't be there. You've got to leave them out. As far as the pyramid goes, we talked about the pyramid. Look 
that's it's a bit of a controversial subject actually because on the up until quite recently the the carbohydrates have been at the bottom of the of the mm. pyramid vegetables should be at the bottom of the high nutrient nutrient dense foods vegetables cabbage cauliflower tomatoes all those things cabbages are very very inexpensive and mm. very very healthy healthy for mm. you um all those so um, just to explain that when we talk about the pyramid what we're talking about is at the bottom of the pyramid which is the widest part mm. that's where you need to have lots of whatever that is so you're mm. saying at the bottom of the pyramid lots and lots of vegetables that's right okay. i'm saying lots and lots of vegetables and carbohydrates what, what comes next after vegetables i would say that pro- probably some fruit it's, it's a sort of a mixed bag then fruit proteins and obviously you have to have some fats we do have to have some fats. And one of the issues with um, meat is that it's actually now grain-fed instead of grass-fed. And that, makes, uh, that changes the nutrient value of the meat. So that's an issue. But again, fruit is a bit of a problem because years ago when we first started eating fruit, it was tiny little apples were probably a quarter of the size of what they are now. Now they're these massive big apples. So it is a bit... When people say eat five, five different fruits and vegetables, very many people will eat three or four fruit and one or two vegetables. So going back to the um, young people, you know, the adolescents, I, th- I think we have to make sure that there's plenty of snacks on hand. And those snacks have to be things, I know this sounds boring to people, but there are ways of making them. Things like um, carrot sticks, cucumber, tomatoes, uh, hummus for dipping, um, avocados, those kind of things, things that they can snack on. You can make some, for example, falafels. You can bake them. Um, and we come back to the peanut butter sandwich. And peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. Is that a, that's always a good, good option. Peanut butter and tomato sandwich. Add the vegetable. Let's, let's leave the, the difficult adolescence. I don't think we're going to have time to go into the oldies, but uh, you mentioned right at the beginning, you mentioned stress levels and mm. how, you know, how what you eat is affecting stress levels and, and when you're stressed, eating all the wrong things. Give us some stress-free food ideas. Uh, some, or some or, things or, or stress releases. Stress releases. Yeah. Stress releases basically will be herbal teas, quite a lot of herbal teas. And I, when I say herbal teas, I don't mean go and buy that expensive little packet of um, herbal tea. I mean go into your garden or buy a stick of ginger, for example, cut it up, put it in some hot water, a few mint leaves, those kind of things. Right. Those Rooibos tea, yes, but but we want to, as um, Mishlati said, we want a variety. So we don't want to just drink rooibos tea. We want to drink ginger tea. We want to drink fennel tea. We want to drink ro- um, gin, uh, what did I say? Lemon, a slice of lemon, mint. There's an, a huge number of um, sal- of lit, sorry. Um, herbs and spices that we can make a tea out of which will give you all the different nutrients so as, as uh, Michelle was saying you know one of the one of her lists of things is start a very small vegetable garden even if you start a very small herb garden Absolutely. you could be getting am I hearing that you could be getting some of the zinc minerals and vitamins just by drinking those teas absolutely you can absolutely you can yes just the oldies then just in the minute that we've got left becomes more difficult because because appetites t- tend to diminish when you're not so active anymore 
any one thing that well i think soups are fabulous for elders because there you can put all sorts of things in a soup lots of different vegetables it's easy to digest it's easy to make and it you can make a pot of soup and it lasts for a few days you have you all the nutrients stay within the pot whereas if you're boiling or steaming they're getting they're draining away so that's the same with casserole stews and all those kinds so of things so when you say soups kind of you wouldn't necessarily be including the packeted soups well, if that's, the, if that's the best you can do, then yes. But if you can make your own, that's the best possible option. In fact, probably a good soup would suit the whole family. It would suit the whole family, yes. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, I think that, that's certainly a good lead. Beatrice, thank you very much. If anybody would like to get hold of you, they can do that through your website, which is www.beatricerabkin, that's B-E-A-T-R-I-C-E-R-A-B-K-I-N, Thank you very much. It's certainly been very interesting. I think we've got a lot more than we bargained for, so thank you very much. And uh, Mikloti, if you're still listening, thank you very much. Mikloti Nkuna. Mikloti.nkuna at telcomsa.net. Thanks to team. That's uh, Hegel, Mike, and Albert Klaassen. And next up here on SOFM, it's uh, time for Shop Shop, the children's programme.